Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life and I have a freelance groom with me, Michelle Dannant. Hi Michelle, how are you doing? Oh good, thank you. Thanks for having me Carly. Not a problem at all. Really looking forward to talking to you. So um, Michelle, let's get stuck in. So could you introduce yourself and then tell us about your journey becoming a freelance groom? Yep, sure. I'm 36. I'm from Bedfordshire. Um, always loved horses. I was the kid in the family that wished for a pony every Christmas and family wasn't a horsey at all. So of course it was always a no. Mm. And then um, I decided only last year because of various things with employment and uh, homeschooling one of my children, I thought I'm going to get straight back into it. So I went and did um took the plunge and did my self-employed and I went freelance and I originally did it a very long time ago in 2002 and I loved it and it was just local helping out local yards owners that sort of thing and it slotted in excuse me with my younger children really well and last year I thought you know what I'm not getting any younger I want to get back in with the horses so that's what I did and here I am excellent so what sort of roles had you been doing before then uh mainly in care in care work so in care homes in the community um i work in adult social care part-time for my local council at the moment which left me with quite a lot of mornings so that's where i thought i'm gonna slot try it if i can even if it's just one client and see what happens and it's been really well received and it's Excellent. kept it busy. And how did you find that transition from uh, becoming a freelance groom sort of slightly, I say later in life, and it's you're not later in life, but compared to like a 16-year-old, um, how did you find that transition? Because obviously it's, it's, you know, it's hard work, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, because a lot of, um, we've got some big yards in my area and they take on apprenticeships, apprenticeships from like 16, 17, and they go on competition. Um, and it's like, oh, I, I never did that. I never went to pony club or anything like that. Not having a horsey background, I, my first horse was uh, unhandled colt, and I was 25 when I got him, straight in the deep end. <laughs> like, yeah, you I had your hands full there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to just give it a go. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But I found it easy in the fact that I was more sure of myself. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted. I've, I've got my family. That was done. This yeah. was now something more for me to enjoy rather than career yeah. prospects as yeah. you would when you're younger yeah. so I didn't put so much pressure on myself and I think as you're older you're a little bit more aware of who you are mm-hmm. what's important so I, I didn't really mind if it was just especially at the moment with COVID and yards closing like if you only had one or two clients or you had to sort of move things around that was okay because when you're in the field shoveling the muck Mm. and you're outside in the fresh air and you've got that hot breath on your neck from the very beast that's all that's all it matters so that's why I do it 
Yeah, definitely. And I'm a bit like you. Like I came to freelancing um, a bit later in my career. Like I started when I was 34, 30, 30. How old am I? <laughs> in my mid-30s anyway. So a bit like you. Um, and yeah, you're definitely right. I think you know exactly who you are as a person. You know, you're a bit more confident, um, like approaching customers, talking to customers, building relationships. Um, and yeah, you're just a little bit more um aware about things as well so yeah I think that has its advantages of doing it late a bit later I keep saying later in life like we're really really old but you know Mm -hmm. what I mean compared to like a school leaver (laughs) we're not old at all but like um so um yeah I think we you know we're just a bit more established of what we want and what we want to do um And a bit like you, when I was a child, I was the the horsey kid, but non-horsey background. And like you, every Christmas, every birthday, can I have a horse, can I have a pony? No, no, no. Um, And then, um, but when I I can remember being at school and not having much information about a career working with horses, apart from being an international rider, like there wasn't much information back then of other directions from from what I can remember. I don't know if that was the same for you. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, we have a, uh, a agricultural college that does do um, the level two and level three, but it was really hard. When I was a child, when I was about nine or 10, the riding schools, they all had the BHS stages that you could do. And there seemed to be a bit of a gap. And from sort of teenage to now, it was impossible to find anywhere that you could go and do it Mm. so I was going to go to college last year and do my level two but um there was just too much work commitments on my end which I just could not give up because of financial reasons really but it's never held me back with work Mm -hmm. not having my stages or having a, a level three in horse care yeah and I guess you kind of prove your prove your worth with the work that you do and yeah. hope that your clients are happy mm-hmm. and so far touchwood i've had some really lovely clients and they keep coming back which is great good so do with your um your sort of day-to-day life do you have regular clients that you go to like every day or does it sort of change often with mine it changes often it's i do holiday cover mm-hmm. vet cover holding for the fair if someone can't get home from work mm-hmm. um I've even done a haze delivery because somebody <laughs> was held up. But um, yeah, I have my regulars. They usually, I cover about a 15 mile radius round. Sometimes I'll go further depending if it's um, holiday cover. Maybe if it's a one-off, I don't mind so much. That's fine. Yeah. But then also being freelance, you've got to be mindful of your costs. Mm-hmm. You can't be dashing here there and everywhere because it's just not feasible I mean you've got to pay for your insurance you've got to pay for your upkeep of your petrol and your car and you know you need to be able to make your money it's as much as we love the job yeah I think sometimes people don't value themselves like they should yeah yeah definitely and I think also um well for me personally and speaking to other people in the grooms on this podcast at the beginning um when you're starting up self-employed you kind of just say yes to everything because you're you want to build the reputation up and you want the work um and then you get to a point where you are you're a bit more established and like you say 
you know your worth a little bit and you and you kind of calculate is that job really worth the journey there is it worth um from my other yards is it worth it um so you can kind of calculate a little bit more but I think at the beginning you're just like yes 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 give me all the work and then then soon you're like actually no I need to slow down I need to take it a little bit easier yeah definitely I've done some right old rounds and I thought at the end of it my dad's blessed him he's like don't you actually make any money (laughs) I was like well a little bit I'm trying to build up a reputation but then after a few months of that I was like I can't do that no more yeah it just wasn't it wasn't feasible to do it no I've even I've had some clients well potential clients that have I've missed out on the work I say I missed out on the work but they didn't have um freelancers in their area and I've said to them I am happy to come to you but I will have to charge you for my travel and I worked it out fair showed them how I worked it out and oh it's too expensive so I'm really sorry you know please mm. find someone in your area yeah but at the time I felt like the anxiety of trying to work that out and try and be fair mm-hmm. because you don't want to come across as ripping people off but when you actually look at the figures yeah you have to make it work yeah absolutely definitely um so with that um can you tell me what you think the good and the bad points are of being a freelance groom? the good points are you get to set your own timetable for work it's not nine to five if you don't want it to be if you want to book that holiday then great book that holiday because you're not you're not tied down to um certain contracts that you would be employed you've got the freedom to pick and choose what work you want to do if you want to only work on the yards then you only book in those clients and you get to meet so many different people and it's a great confidence boost especially if you like me I was suffered a bit of anxiety especially when I was younger mm. and being able to go out and meet different people it really boosts your confidence because you learn how to talk to people some clients are really lovely some are not and you you learn to deal with that and that's a great learning curve as well yeah. and I love the fact that I I can just be outside in the outdoors mm-hmm. and working with the horses. And my favorite is to just go poo picking on a sunny day. It's <laughs> the best therapy. <laughs> and a good place to get your tan up as well. Definitely. And build those bicep muscles up. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> and it's nice being able to set your own, set your own wages as well. Yeah. And it, it's nice to feel independent that you are doing it for yourself which yeah. I really enjoy. That's nice. Nice, yeah. nice achievement. Yeah. And what would you say the bad points are? Oh, bad points. Again, the bad points, if you book that holiday, you need to make sure that you've got the money to cover for that week. Otherwise, you know, there's no holiday pay. No. No, there's no holiday pay. There's nobody going to go and, unless you are prepared to then send somebody else in to cover your work. And sometimes the work is not there mm. because you've got clients. It's like anybody that's got um, customers, they come in stages. You might have like really, really busy, struggling to fit everybody in mm. and then it will just go really quiet. Yeah. And you've just got to accommodate for that. You can't rely on that, that set money because people do cancel. Some people don't pay. Mm-hmm. And then that's another sticky situation as well to be in. So just being prepared for that, I think. Yeah yeah definitely um so 
what would you recommend people do? So it could be from someone who's a school leaver all the way up to someone starting out a bit later in their career. What recommend uh, recommendations of like any training or any um, like resources or anything like that would you recommend that someone does if they want to start this career as a groom? If I could go back to my younger days, I would try and find your local BHS approved um, equine centre or even see if they've got any colleges in your area. That would be good. And offer if I think you've got to be 14, 14, 15, offer yourself, put yourself out there and say, I'm really interested in this and starting my career. Is there anything I can do mm-hmm. on a Saturday morning? I mean, when I was younger, that's what I did. Yeah. A Saturday morning girl. And then build it up from there. I've seen I've seen young girls come in and they, they do just that. And within six months to a year, they're then starting their stages at, because the, the trainers can then come in and do the assessments there, which is really great. And there's also a lot of resources online as well. And you've got apprenticeships, which are great for younger people. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, there's one, Haddon. Haddon's great yeah so that would be a good place to start and even if you've got people in your local area that own horses does anybody need any help on a weekend Mm. just getting just getting out there getting the experience yeah and for somebody who's older like myself although I had the experience when I was younger um I think it's generally the same really it's just getting out there putting a note in a local tax shop poo picking you know just starting off small and see where it goes Mm -hmm. and you've got the pathways now which is different to when I was younger for the BHS so you can really hone it in so if you wanted to do just groom work you can do the BHS stages following the groom's pathway which is non-ridden or if you want to do the learning with the ridden as well you've got those options now which you didn't have before yeah yeah definitely um, so I want to know, do you have a either a top tip or a hack that you do with your work? Um, so it could be something on the yard. It could be something um, like organising your timetable or anything like that that you think other grooms need to do. Notebook. notebook. I always have a notebook. Yeah. I always take notes if I've got... Um, a client on the phone I will write every little detail down because you know when you get to that yard you'll go oh what bin did they say the feed was in and you've got like it's there you don't have to bother the client it's all there written down and keep notes and write down everything that you've done yeah keep a log of it and if you need to take a photo if something's happened take a photo and you say because I've been to yards before where it's things have been a bit tipped over and I thought, oh god if they had a robbery take a photo send it to them yeah no 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 it's fine that's normal <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just just making notes that is my biggest thing and mm-hmm. make sure that you log every hour that you work mm-hmm. definitely and I think with the picture taking thing or I've done it with clients if it, particularly if it's a new client and um I always sort of say to them, do the horses have any like quirks and stuff where for you it's normal, where me, I'd be going, oh my God, like something's wrong. So it could be something like a breathing problem, but it might be a normal breathing problem for them. But I might think, oh my God, they've got 
you know, there's something wrong with their breathing or sometimes they come out of the stable a bit stiff or, or things like that because like you say it would be nice to know beforehand so then I don't need to bother them if it's like holiday cover or anything like that um that I know that that's normal and then if there's anything that I think is abnormal from what they said then I just say sorry to disturb you such as such has done this or this has happened is this normal do do you want me to do anything about it and it's just communication isn't it it's just making sure definitely Definitely. I, I, I generally keep a note on every horse that I'm doing more so for the private clients than the yards Mm -hmm. and it will have things like that on there it will have um any lameness issues if you've got an arthritic thoroughbred that comes out the stall all creaky and I'm like oh my god is this normal they're like if because you've done your homework and you've asked the questions yeah you know that's normal yeah that's and then you you know you can just go in there and get on with your work without having mini heart attacks every time you see a horse lift a leg up yeah that's it right so quick fire questions now so are you a night in or a night out person night in okay tea or coffee coffee wellies or heels wellies sweet or savory oh <laughs> oh it's gotta be sweet sweet yeah. book or film book what was the last book you wrote read it was a dressage book on classical dressage that my aunt gave me yeah excellent to pick at it It, i find it really really interesting and i'm rubbish at dressage so that's (laughs) why i read it and um are you a netflixer do you like to watch netflix yes yes and the last series do you binge watched i've just watched again peaky blinders oh yeah classic yeah Good old Tommy Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> I like a good binge. I like to get into a series, but yeah. I haven't found any at the moment that I can get into new ones. So I've gone back, gone back to the old faithfuls. I've just watched on Netflix, um, I think it's a new series called Behind Her Eyes. That's mm-hmm. popped up. And um, it's, it is quite... Um, I don't know if thriller is the right word, but it gets you kind of thinking and it's got a bit of twists and turns in it. Um, mm. And then like the last episode, it's like, wow, I didn't see that coming type of thing. Um, so that's quite a good, if you like that yeah. type. It's, it's a bit like of a, a drama. Thriller. Yeah, a bit of a drama. Um, so that one I would probably recommend if you, it takes probably an episode or two to take, like get into it. So I would say yeah. because I think sometimes after the first episode you're like oh I'm not into this but I would sort of say persevere with it because the end is really good um um, so Michelle where can people find you on social media I am on Facebook and it is first call equine okay are you on Instagram or just Facebook no not Instagram (laughs) I'm not tech savvy enough to have more than one social media account that's fine (laughs) Okay, well, thank you so much, Michelle, for your time and um, speaking to me on the podcast. It's been so interesting speaking to you. My pleasure. Um, And if um, people like this episode, if you can screenshot it and share it onto your social medias, me and Michelle or Michelle and I would really, really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you on the next episode. 
thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it if you are on apple Podcasts, please would you subscribe and leave me a review i really really appreciate it if you want to find me on my social media i am on instagram under cops equine shop underscore services and on facebook i am cops equine shop and services thank you so much and i'll speak to you next time making it if you um, like to follow me on socials my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook Cobbs Equine Services um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode <laughs>